Um, right. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Thanks, Zelda. I know I keep forgetting what fucking day it is because it's like, you know, when you don't work from home now, it's like, OK, wait, I, I know I don't have shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> but what day? What day is it? Oh, shit. It's fucking Monday. OK, dude, it's Labor Day. You ain't got no work. Nope. I'm not. No nope. call. It's fabulous. Oh, lovely. Although, like it, this week is going to be the most amazing and most frustrating week ever. I'm so I'm off Monday. Uh, the wife and I took Friday off because it's our 10 year wedding anniversary. So uh-huh. We're just gonna like hang out, uh-huh. um, and uh, we always take our anniversary off every year. I see that's cute. We don't do that. We should because do we don't ever. Off. We don't because we work. We don't have weekends together. He works weekends. We never oh, get a day off together ever, yeah. ever, ever. So it's like sense. yeah, every year we take our anniversary off, both of us. So we're taking that day off, but then I I realized that I'm on call Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I only work three days this week, but it's gonna be a rough three days. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be like, fuck, like Wednesday will be fine or uh, Tuesday will be fine. Wednesday, I'm on call Thursday, I'm on call. And then Friday, I'm off. So yeah. as long as the world doesn't explode, I should. Be right. Just A-okay. get to Friday. Just get to I, Friday. I just I look like I just want to enjoy today because it's off and then get to Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, t- my Saturday was super busy. I I, I didn't. Oh, so, so Friday, uh, I, I don't I don't know what I did in the shower. I was just basically, you know, soaping myself, doing something normal. And I kind of tweaked my back a little bit. Oh, yeah. So it was like, oh, don't do that again. But it wasn't like, Bleh! you know, I didn't like cripple myself or anything. Right. But yeah. then like later on throughout the day, it was like it was just killing me. Like the whole morning, it was like every time I moved, it was pain. It was like no. it, was being, it was like being stabbed in the lower back on my left side. Uh... Yeah. So the, and I never take aspirin or anything, right? I thought I thought a couple of bong rips would help. It uh, wasn't enough. Yeah. I ended up taking some aspirin. It got a little bit better. Um, and then I don't mind giving in when shit hurts. I'm like, I'm taking some shit. Yeah, I just kind of forget because I know I'm not used to taking it. So then by the afternoon, I was doing ice and a heating pad, and, and by later on, it was more like a heavy bruise. But we had a skate event on Saturday and I'm like, we had a, we had a roll on Saturday and I was like, oh, I'm not going to skate. I mean, I don't need to not even fall, but push it funky or catch myself trying to fall, you know, not yeah. you know, just trying to balance yourself, trying just to not to fall. You do old people. Things. Shit. Yeah. So Saturday I ended up, I found out that one of my girlfriends um, uh, and I forgot about this has recently gone to massage school and now she's, you know, yeah. So called her up. She showed up Saturday morning charged me 50 bucks for a massage at my house and then she goes oh i ended up going along and then give me a 90 minute massage <laughs> Fuck. Mm-hmm. i miss having friends who who do massage i know she goes i don't have a spot so i got to come to your house i'm like girl that's the way i like it because then i can go take a rip in the garage before i go lay down thanks yeah and then and, then, and i and once again which is our favorite theme here at uh at the, at, at the goodie squad i don't have to leave the house yep mm-hmm. come I to me prefer it. um She's actually coming back tonight to give Josh a massage. Tonight, so. <laughs> Dope. Uh, we set up our, we put like our guest bedroom is the darkest one in the house and the coolest one. So we pushed the bed over to the side to give her enough room with the table. So it's like we put her in there. I put on some fucking spa music. It was dope. All I need is like some nice eucalyptus aromatherapy and close your eyes. You'll feel like you're in the goddamn spa. Oh, man. Except I had the dogs in there because Joshua wasn't home. So Betty was being annoying. Rebel just lay down to go to sleep. She was like, what's going on? I kept like jumping up the whole time. And hey, 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 what are you doing? Hey, yeah. 
Kind of like the lotion. Like, 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 like. Fucking hilarious. You should invest in like a, a massage table and just have her come over on the regular. <laughs> I know. I know. So tonight I was like, oh, Josh is lucky because at least I'll be home. So if he can close the door and the dogs don't be in there. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Assholes. so Saturday I got a massage. Then I had to run off to doggy school. Oh, yeah. How's doggy school? She actually played this week. She With played. other dogs? With another one other dog. So this week. Half the dogs are gone for holiday weekend, I guess. So there are sure. only four dogs in the class. Okay. Well, two of them, Duke and Floyd, they were mm-hmm. the more confident puppies that like to play. Mm-hmm. Molly was there. She's a little Yorkie. She's pretty cute. She's not too oh, confident to play. Yorkie. And then there was Suki was still there, the one that gets quarantined. Oh, Suki, Suki. So the first playtime, Betty and Molly were the only two dogs on her side. And they were like, not interested. They were just scrounging around for food. Mm-hmm. And then what they were doing with Suki, who was quarantined, is every time one of the dog, like Betty or the other dog, got close to where she was and she looked at him and didn't bark, her owner was giving her a treat mm, for not okay. reacting. So at one point, the, the trainer tried to get Betty to come over there to, you know, to get the other dog, you know, and gave her Betty a treat for coming to her and then, you know, getting the other dog to react or whatever. And then mm. so now Betty's like, oh, I get treats for coming over here and sitting next to you. So she just kept coming up to the trainer. Boop. Yeah. Boop. So then um, in class, we learned um, we're learning place, like to make them go to a ma- their place, like to uh, like go sit on your bed kind of thing. Yeah. Their theory is. It should be like a mat or a blanket that's removable, like you could. So then you could put it wherever the fuck you want. Mm, yep. And the dog will just always go to that blanket or that mat. You could put it on their bed. You could. And they're like, if you go on vacation, you just take it with you. Oh, Yeah. And I yeah, said, oh, I that, that is super smart. And they're like, and it should be a blanket or bed that they don't normally have access to. So you're only using it when you want them Special to go there. Occasions kind of thing. Yeah, because like when you're training them at first is you put it down. And as soon as they step on it, just investigating them, you give them treats just for being on it. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, and look then, at you. Yeah. And then once they go sit on there on their own, you give them more treats. Mm. And then eventually you teach them place. And then like, yeah, if, if you know, they're under your feet in the kitchen. You bring out the mat. You have them sit on it. So basically, every time they sit on it, they get a reward. So you don't want it just out laying around and them sitting on it going, hey, look, and then not getting anything because they're like, well, then fuck this shit. Yeah. (laughs) So you kind of put it away and you bring it out like, oh, somebody's coming over and you want them to go to their place. Or again, I mean, it's dinner time in the kitchen. Yeah. Or you're traveling. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's that's brilliant. Yeah. And so they use Betty as an example in the class and she was getting it pretty quickly. Oh, nice. Yeah. So but now I have to order a new I'm trying to or, find a little mattress, like, you know, just a thin. Yeah. Mat. Nothing too big or heavy, but something that still around. has enough for them to be comfy on. Yes. Mm. So I just ordered one from Amazon because it's like, yeah, I'm giving get it here quick so I can start training her. Anyway, next class. This. Oh, so after we learned that and then it was the second playtime and then halfway through playtime, the two dogs still weren't interested in the other. And then the trainer brought out some toys. Oh, and they were interested in the toys if we played with them, but not each other. And then finally, like at one point I was playing with a toy and then they both started checking it out. And then all of a sudden they just started hopping around playing with each other. It was, it was pretty cute. But next like, class is the last class. Next class is graduation. Oh, damn. And so this was how many classes? Six? It was six. Yeah. So do you feel that six was enough? Yeah, I mean, she... Probably she already she, like she knew most of that stuff. Mm-hmm. The place thing is good. We need to work on that. Oh, we also are learning weight 
versus stay. Stay oh, is when yeah. you want the dogs to sit there and not move. Wait yeah. is more like you can't go out this door until I tell you. You can move yeah. pace all you want second. in front of the door. Yeah. You can't go out until I tell you. And she's pretty good at that because I've already tra- I'd already trained her to sit and she can't go out the door until I say free. She can't go out the door. She can't come out of her crate, her pen or even eat her dinner mm-hmm. until I say free. Like when I'm feeding the dogs, I'll put her tray right down in front of her and she sits there. She can't touch it. And I turn around and give Rebel his. Rebel has no rules. He just eats it. And then I turn around to her and she has to she has to make eye contact with me. Yeah, she's so she's staring at me the whole time. And then I give her her release word and then she could have her. Dinner. I used to do that with Phoenix Um, when we lived when me and Trish first moved in. We, we lived in this like apartment condo looking place where the, the hallways were really long. Uh-huh. So we, we would take him downstairs to walk and then I would leave him at the because our, our our unit was like way at the end, like it literally was at the fucking end. So I would leave him sitting there and I would tell him sit mm-hmm. and then I would be like, stay and I would have mm-hmm. him stay there and then we'd walk and he'd just stay there and we walk mm-hmm. all the way over. And then I'm like, go and then he'd fucking book at us and shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, na- she's pretty now good. He at that. Old, so it don't matter. Right. <laughs> She's she's pretty good at stay and, and come. What I, what they were all te- also teaching us was stay is when you're first teaching them stay, get them when you tell them stay and they sit, treat them a bunch while they're sitting there not doing anything. That's what you really want them to do. Yeah. I was more like a sit and then come and then reward them for coming. But she's like, you got to give them a reason to want to stay. Yeah. So you give a bunch of treats where they're staying. And then as you step away, if they stay some more, then you give them more treats. And then I feel like I, I feel like I did, I did that with Phoenix. That that one I know it sounds pretty familiar because I, I feel like I did that one with him. One she's getting pretty good at that whole touch thing that I tell you about that. Yeah, yeah. She's getting really good at that. And now, so now what I do is when people come, new people come into the house, when she calms down, I have them put their hand out and I'll say it to get them to touch other people uh-huh. to just greet other people. To um, so she's getting really good at that. And and from I've been using it from a distance. This morning I was going to the bathroom and I could hear her fucking with her brother. And I said it and she came to me like that to go to touch me. So it's like, it's a great re- It's working. What I now want to learn is how to get her paw, how to give me her paw, mm-hmm. because I want to use that to put her harness on. She's a pain in the ass to try and put her oh, harness on. She gets yeah. too excited. So I want to learn. Paw. <laughs> We're going outside? And, and touch is close because she'll touch. And then sometimes she gets excited and she's giving me her paw anyway. Oh. So she's almost doing that. So I got to figure yeah. her out. That's the one thing I'm going to ask them. The next class before we're done, I said, "How would I teach that?" And then, other than that, I think I'm pretty good. We still need to practice the leash walking, and I think what I'm going to do is practice it in the backyard because mm. I think once we get yeah. outside, she's just too fucking distracted. Yeah, there's just to too go. much going on. Like if she's in her familiar spot, I mean, the backyard will be enough because just getting the leash out and putting it on, she's going to get super fucking all jazzed and excited. And right. like, but we're it'd be good practice outside. to be like, "Yeah, no, you're not. Look, it's not always what you think." Yeah, psych, psych your mind. So anyway, Saturday I had massage longer than I thought it was going to be. And then I went to doggy school and then I had to turn around and come bring Betty back and then get out to our slow roll. That was from four to six that day earlier down like about 45 minutes south from us. And how how was the slow roll? It was good. It was earlier. It was during the day. Um, Like I said, it was from four to six rather than nighttime. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a different crowd. We didn't get as many people as we wanted, which was fine because I mean, we didn't get as many people as last time. Not that we didn't. Sure. We got the right amount because it was only a basketball court. And people said last time it was too crowded. 
Okay. So this time we probably had about 60 people come out. Plus, again, it was a hol- it was a holiday weekend. So, a you know, amount of people, man. Yeah. People out of town. But the city girl loved it. Um, everybody had a good time. There were people coming out from the neighborhood because it was a park like in a neighborhood and they hear all this music and stuff like that. And, and they're like, since I wasn't skating. I was hanging out with the park lady and I was kind of being greeter and making people sure everybody oh. came and signed a waiver and all that bullshit. Oh, good. Nice. So there was this one older lady sitting there with her camera taking pictures. And I'm like, hi, how are you? She goes, what's this? And I'm like, oh, we're a little pop up roller rink. The first Saturday every month, we pick a different place and we come and, and we do a little roller rink and, and you know, people can choose. She goes, oh, this is so cool. She goes, I used to skate in the roller rink when I was a kid. And, you know, uh, she thought it was fun. And she goes, I got to tell my daughter about this, you know, and because I lived down the street and I just heard the music, you know. So afterwards, everyone's like, was she a Karen? Was she a Karen? I'm like, nah, she was she was totally cool. Uh, <laughs> she was down. And then like, I vouch for her. I vouch for her. Yeah, it was super cute. Just people from the neighborhood just kind of popping up like, oh, what's this? And just like, oh, this is super cool. And that's nice. We'll come man. back. And, you know, yeah. It was fun. As, a, as opposed to, you know, your your previous Karen experiences. Yeah. And there's been people that have called the cops before on them. There was people that they got the called cops called them a few months ago because it wasn't because of the music. It was because of like it was during COVID. Are they supposed to be having a gathering? You uh, know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And the cops came by and they were like, actually, but it was the end of it anyway. And this was like probably in like November or something, mm-hmm. you know, and they were like. Uh, you're cool. Most people wearing masks and shit like when they were outside. Yeah. It was anyway. they were being safe, you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm. So like Friday afternoon at four o'clock the day before our our roll, I get a text message from the girl from the city going. So um, with uh, the covid you know, mandate, we're probably going to have to ask that people stay six feet apart. So maybe we can limit it to only 20 or 30 people are on the rink for a couple of songs per song. And I was like. Hmm. Uh, no, nobody's. Why would you stick around to fucking wait to skate? Yeah. No, I'm gonna take off my friends and go find another place to skate. I'm like, yeah, that's not mm. the point of this. Yeah, I'm like, I reply because the city makes everybody sign waivers anyway. Like, yeah, because they don't get cover their ass. Right. Yeah. Right. So I said, mm, I'm not sure people are gonna wanna wait around. I said, wouldn't your waivers cover any issues? And then she didn't get back to me and I let the group know what was going on. And everybody's like, fuck the, you know, we didn't yeah. want to cancel the last minute, yeah. but we also didn't want to do it that way. Right. So I didn't hear from her. And then like, I hit her up an hour later and I'm like, you know, I don't think as many people are going to show up as last time. And uh, I said, cause it's hours earlier, it's holiday weekend. I said, and we could just, you know, ask people, Hey, mask up if you're not vaxxed up. And she's like, okay, sounds great. See you tomorrow. And I was like, sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we had a little limbo contest. Uh, Just because, remember doing that at the old roller rinks? Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. So Saturday was super busy. So then yesterday was like, oh, yesterday I finished, almost finished putting up my Halloween decorations. Yeah. So last year I did the Nightmare Before Christmas tree that's in uh-huh. the front, the black one that's in the front. Yeah. This year I bought a zero that I'm going to hang from the ceiling next to it. So it looked like he's flying next to it. Nice. So I had to order some lights or something. I'm some waiting on holiday that up. decor. Yeah. But everything else is it. So it's going to be like a nightmare for Christmas entryway. Cause that's where my masks are and everything mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. I, I got to start plotting it out. Cause I got to move. I have uh, like Lego boxes in front of the closet here in the office. So I have to move that so I can get to my haunted mansion. You keep all your Lego boxes. No, yeah. I don't keep all of them. I like special ones. I'll keep. 
and but I won't keep like all of them. Nah. I tossed the friends box just because it was too huge, too big. I took I kept the Central Perk one because it was nice and I liked the way it opened and I actually yeah. used it for storage. Yeah. But the other one was just too big. It wasn't. Yeah, I tend not serve no purpose for me. I, I tend not to keep all the boxes. There's a couple where I'm like, okay, this is kind of dope. I'm gonna keep it. Um, and there's a couple that I've broken down, like I've just you know taken the tape off and just kind of flattened it. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, I don't usually keep most of them. Although in that closet, what it what, what there is is there's some boxes, but there's a lot of like unbuilt stuff, mm. like the ones that you sent me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, are in there that I haven't mm-hmm. gotten to yet because been kind of on my star wars kick and trying to like redecorate my star wars stuff so um, right you know like move shit around make different scenes if you will mm-hmm. um photograph but uh but yeah i gotta get my halloween stuff out because i gotta i gotta start prepping for what we want to do um what'd you guys do what'd you guys do yesterday so yeah yesterday was nice but then how did you shit what did i end up doing yesterday Oh, like I said, I finished putting up some decorations. I um, I don't even remember now. Yeah, yesterday was our busy day because we went out to visit some friends oh, in Oxnard. I got sucked into this um show on HBO. It's one of those fashion designer shows, but okay. it's called. What did I say it was on? HBO. Yeah, I want to say NBA. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's on HBO. It's called The Hype, and it's um, streetwear fashion. It's just all streetwear designers in the streetwear oh, fashion. That's dope. So, yeah, it was pretty dope, and it's actually hosted by, like, Offset, and these two stylist chicks are pretty fucking fly. Like, one of them's, like, Beyonce stylist. Beyonce? Mm-hmm. Beyonce. So, yeah, I started it, and I ended up totally getting sucked into it. It was just kind of one of the, you know, I let it go in the background as I was doing shit around the house kind of thing, and I'm on the finale now. Damn. <laughs> Pumped through that. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and then no. today, I'm do this. I'm gonna work on some slow roll stuff. Oh, you know, it'd be dope if you can uh, work on is maybe like one of the um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if just the wrestling one, like get okay. that one out of the way. Well, I mean, special edition one. If like we do one really soon, um, but because like there's a lot going on that I I, I just I haven't wanted to talk about wrestling fucking, first. Yeah, I, okay. I, I didn't want to talk about wrestling for like, I, you know, like I, I was recording that shit back in the day. It was just gotten bland and shit's gotten really good with this other company. And I'm like, I have so much Ooh. to say and nowhere to say it. I wish I had a pot. Oh, I do that. <laughs> but it's all rebranded now, folks. It's all under the Goody Squad banner. Cool. Beans, uh, we'll do. Thanks. Um, yeah, yesterday was busy for us. So we went uh, to Oxnard where uh, friends of ours have a house and stuff. And uh and yeah, as you can see by my forehead, I got lots of forehead sun. Forehead sun, won't you come? Hurting my brain. Because <laughs> it hurts. It's sunburned. Um, yeah, the, the, our, our chill day was Saturday. Um, where we didn't do nothing. It was me and Little Home Slice were here. She was watching her, her stories and I was in the office just legoing and my wife had gone down to Orange County to get her hair did. So we were like, perfect, perfect nice. day. Um, and then today, yeah, we hope to like not do much. Although uh, not to give too much away, 
I think um, later on today, I'm going to make my wife, my movie, my wife watch the movie that we watched. Uh, one okay, of the I was movies. wondering about that because I thought you said that she wanted to watch it she, or you thought she would like it. Oh, she wanted to watch it and she's been meaning to watch it. But like it just, you know, she's yeah. been busy during the week and it's just been crazy and I needed to get it done for the podcast. But I told her like after I was done watching it because I ended up watching it this morning. I was exhausted last night. Um I'm like, dude, we got to watch this fucking movie. It's hilarious. Let's no- do it to it then. Let's get to it. All right, let's play the that, that music, y'all, because I don't think we played it last week. I know, right? No, I don't think we did. Eh, it was an interesting week last week. Oh, I can't hear. Why can't I hear? Oh. What? You can't hear? I shared my screen. No, I'm afraid if I can't hear, maybe the audience can't hear. You just might be grooving on your own. Uh, I know. That's why I was like, what? Because I shared the screen. Hold on. It says computer audio share. All right, let's. Now it says you're sharing your sound. Oh, weird. Because I did it prior to you joining the call. Maybe Uh, it like kicked it off. All right, let's try it again. Ready? Yep. I can hear it. There you go. Yo, it's the Goody Squad. What up, Goody Squad, episode 120. 120? Here for your listening pleasure. Oh, Cheap shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Oh, coming at you double time, double feature. Ooh, ooh, double feature. What double black? feature for all those uh, for your lab- Labor Day feels. We're, we're we Boy, that last time. But that worked out in our favor because now everybody gets a double feature for Labor Day. There you go. So you're welcome. We totally planned that. <laughs> uh, we're going to jump into the heavy stuff first. We're going to get into it. Oh, um, yeah. So you, so you want to start with uh, Judas and the Black Messiah? Currently now on the HBO Uh, came out uh, earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Great movie. Got a lot of acclaim nominated for a bunch of awards, actually won the Academy Award for best. I hate when they put two people up from the movie from the same fucking category. So both of the what I thought were main actors in this category were both nominated for supporting actor. Really? Yes. They're both nominated for supporting actor and Daniel Kaluuya won. It's funny because I saw it when it was the movie started. I was like, oh, both these guys were in Get Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and like, 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 like the guy who played uh, uh, Bill, um, like you for a second there, I was like, I've seen this dude in other stuff. And then it wasn't until like, like, I was like, oh, shit, he's the dude at the party. His name is Lakeith Stanfield. He's been in fucking everything. I believe he is in uh, Run the Jewels video. Oh, shit. Really? Um. God, this one video of theirs, I don't remember if you've seen it, but the whole video is just um, him and this cop fighting. Oh, I think damn. it's the one I think it's the one with uh, De La Rocha off the second album. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up later. What's that one? Uh, Close your eyes. Yeah. Because I don't remember the last time I actually watched the music video. So, yeah, I would totally watch that. Yeah, I like that. It is. I like that dude. I like both these dudes. Uh, I'm going to. I'm playing the video really quick just to make sure, but I just turn my sound off. Not that you can hear it anyway, but um, yeah, fucking yeah, it's him. 
Uh, yeah, Lakeith Stanfield, he's in fucking everything, and he's great. Uh, when Josh is like, is this a Jordan Peele movie? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's actually the other dude, right? No. No? Oh, what do you so, mean? I thought the, the, the other dude who played Fred Hampton was the guy who did the movie. No. Exactly. Oh. The guy's name is um, Shaka King, who directed it. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and he also did the screenplay. He did the story. He produced it. So, yeah, Shaka King is his name. It's all him. So uh, the intriguing thing about this movie is that it starts off by saying inspired by true events, even though the people in this movie are factual historical people. I think when they say inspired by, I think it's basically the because the plot's pretty much they stuck to it. The original the story. It uh-huh. might have just been the way their side characters. You know, some of them uh, may have not been real. Or maybe like you, the wife or something. Or the yeah, it's usually not something not directly aligned. Or yeah, sometimes they'll play with the story a little bit. But this one, they seem to have stuck to the real incident. There was one thing I read that I thought was a little different. Uh huh. Oh, I don't remember what it is now, but um, I think if we get through the story, it might come to me. But anyway, uh-huh. yeah, I, there was something I read that was a, that was I thought was interesting. Um, I knew who Fred Hampton was. I knew yeah. he was assassinated. I didn't know it went down like this. Uh, as did I. I knew Fred Hampton. I knew, um, uh, not fully, but I knew like uh, of uh, the Rainbow Coalition. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not realize that it went down like this with yeah fucking Bill Bill O'Neill and shit. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it was a great story. Um, it was told great. I mean, it directed really well. I, I enjoyed the, the funny thing is, is Josh and I are both saying it was just over two hours. It was two hours and five minutes. Right. Uh-huh. And as we were getting to the last scene, I was like, is this it already? It seemed like oh, interesting. There was still so much more. I don't know. It seemed like, oh, shit, where this this is it already, you know, kind of thing. And it wasn't. Uh-oh. I don't know. It did not seem that long. That's for sure. Hmm. It, it, it seemed like the amount of time it is, which I think is like two hours to me, only because there was so much going on. I had to pause it and like write mm. the notes down. Right. Mm. Um, I, I take mercy, mer- mercilessly fucking notes yes, on these movies, especially how, how much you like notes this. you want to go through. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to go through the entire breakdown of this movie. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I did find it interesting that, you know, so movie starts with, you know, Bill O'Neill mm-hmm. showing up at a bar pretending to be. Now, is that the interview you said you were watching when we popped when I we popped okay. up last week? Is that what you yes. were watching? Was yes. his interview from that Eye on the Prize or whatever that is? Eye on the Prize, too. Yes. OK, gotcha. Yeah, because, um, you know, like it, the way that they were filming it made it look like it was real. And then at, towards the end, they kind of alluded that this was actually a, a real thing. So I went looking for it and found it on Vimo. Uh-huh. Um, and I haven't I haven't finished it. Um, I wanted to finish it, but it's also intriguing because I really want to finish it, especially after what they say happened to him after this aired. Right. Also, another thing in reading the real story versus the movie, I didn't realize how young they were. Super young. They were like 19 and 20. And yeah, yeah I, in, in the story when all of this really went down. Yeah. Well, well, that's I mean, that always throws me off because, you know, for some reason, as a kid, I always thought of like, certain people were just grown up and they weren't because you were just a kid and just thought everybody was grown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, yeah, these guys I thought were complete like grown ups and shit when all this went mm-hmm. down and they weren't, they were fucking basically kids, mm-hmm. you know, trying to fucking, you know, speak out and fucking get shit moving. 
Um, I found the uh, I, I found the way that um, he played Fred Hampton was just solid. Yeah, like both their acting was great. So in case you don't know, it was the story of uh, William O'Neill, who was a FBI informant in Chicago, where he infiltrated the Black Panther Party. And he's known for playing a role in the assassination by the police of Fred Hampton. Yeah. And so he basically infiltrates uh, the Black Panthers and kind of comes up the ranks and stuff and has to kind of win them over. And there's a couple of times where, like, you know, he thinks he gets, you know, um, found out and shit. It's funny um, because I told Josh, I'm like. Nothing gives you a way more clear than stomping off pissed off on your own in the middle of an argument. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and, and you know, like he, he the, one of the things he asked the uh, the FBI guy, who I also thought was an interesting character. That guy's a great actor, too. Yeah, he's 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 fucking solid. But um, what was his name? I'm trying to like Mitchell. Uh, his character or his real name? His character. Something Mitchell. Yeah, it's in here somewhere. I'll 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 fumble upon it. Um, Roy, it was Roy. Roy. So you know, Roy ends up a- arresting Bill, and you know he starts to kind of like ask these like weird questions and shit. Like, how do you feel about you know the assassination of uh, who was it? Uh, Martin Luther Martin King. Luther King. Or, mm-hmm. And you know he was Malcolm kind X. of like in Malcolm X, and he started asking him about you know how he feels about X and this and this, and you know like. Bill just seems like he's kind of in it for himself and just trying to get like, just trying to make it through life, I guess. Cause the way he gets busted is he, he ends up showing up to a bar with a fake FBI um, uh, badge, trying to like steal this dude's car. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the uh, shtick. Yeah. That was his thing. And that's how he got busted. You know, he thought he got away clean and then all of a sudden he got pulled over and then he got fucked. So it's basically the cops coming to him going, hey, look, we know we did. We could throw you away for five years for impersonating feds or you can do what we ask. Yeah. Now, the, the intriguing part to kind of parallel this um, with the interview, the real one, mm-hmm. is that Bill had mentioned that, yeah, he got in trouble. But and that he was, you know, uh, asked about maybe like informant, but like months went by and nothing happened until he finally got a call and says, I need you to join this group. So, so like you're saying, when when he was originally approached to be an informant, did he say yes, and he was just waiting around to see what it was, or did he say no when they came? They, it, he didn't say no. He, hmm. it, if I remember correctly, he he was like, he kind of acquiesced like, okay, to whatever. It. Yeah, and but he, he said we'll be in contact. Gotcha. And and then so he had to, he waited like I think he said months before he actually was contacted again about this and he thought you know that he was just going to be getting information and stuff yeah no big deal similar to like you know what happened in the movie it started out like that another interesting thing to me is and now i understand you know understand why more than maybe there was a wait is seemed like there was a lot of they had a lot of informants in there yeah shockingly enough like bill was not the only guy that they had on on payroll um which was kind of a weird situation because one of the, the the other guy who who was an informant like ended up murdering somebody like mm-hmm. a cop or whatever. Um, no, no. Well, yeah, another informant. Yeah, another informant. Another. Uh, yeah. To make it look like, hey, I'm you know I'm part of you guys. Like, look what I'm willing to do. So, and that kind of like didn't go well with Bill because, um, you know, he's probably thinking like, shit, I don't want to get stuck mm-hmm. in this and, and the same thing as this guy does. And the cop even used that against him at one point too. Yeah, when he tried to get out. Yeah, 
And and so it, the one weird request that Bill has to becoming an informant is he wants a car. Well, the reason was um, because he said he, they wanted him to get closer to Fred and, and he goes, oh, so, you yeah, know, that, yeah. Not at the beginning. That was more so towards uh, the middle. Right. Where he was like, he wants the car. Well, we, he, we, you know, when he was first in there, he was just kind of taking the classes and getting yeah. the information. Yes. And they were like, yes, yeah, yes. we got that already. We need you to get closer to Fred. We need inside information. Oh, that's what it was. However, can we do that? And he goes, then give me a car because Fred doesn't drive because every time he drive, he'd get pulled over for stupid ass shit. So yeah. if you let give me a car, I, basically, I could be his driver. And that's kind of yeah. what happened. And that's kind of how. He, but that's kind of what one of the things that uh, Fred's crew kind of hip to because they're like, you know, you came up on this car and you said you stole it and shit, but you got the keys. Well, that was after they went to approach uh, the crowns to to join yeah. him. And one of the, he got spotted by the kid that he beat up at the beginning trying to yeah. steal his car. And he got clocked by that kid. And then and what the what Judy Girl Panther Judy noticed it. And that's when they came up on him. That was a great scene, too. when he was like, so how'd you get this car? I hotwired it. It's like, it don't look like you hotwired it. And I yeah, was like, they can do it again. And then they, they go do it again. I was like, yeah. Well, yeah, because they got the fucking gun to his head and they're like, you know, motherfucker, you better be hotwiring this car. We're going to fucking put a bullet in your head, you know. Um, but he ends up doing it, ends up fucking skating through that. Um but, you know, in that, like, the, the, Fred ends up getting uh, um, arrested and put in fucking prison and shit. For a couple know. months for stealing ice cream, for stealing $71 worth of ice cream he got busted for. He was yeah. put in jail, but he got out on an appeal. Um, so he was when he got out, it was because he was fighting the case and he was on appeal. And that's when he ended up getting what happened was um, he was about ready to go back to prison. And Hoover's like, we can't have him going into prison because he's just going to rally everybody up. So, yeah, we need to take care of him before that happens. So before he gets out, like they ransacked the Panther office and shit. Um, Firebombed it. Yeah. The whole whole shootouts in the street and everything. A bunch of the shootouts that the Panthers had with the cops and stuff like that. That's when I get to a point. It's like, you know, you're already shooting at the cops. You shot a bunch of them and then they apprehend you. And there's people going. Let him go. And I'm like, you know, you've crossed the line once you're shooting at the cops. Yeah. Even if you even if you were in self-defense because they shot first or whatever, like a you're not going to be let go at that point. You got to be, yeah. you know, it's like it'd be realistic. <laughs> it's like yeah, shooting at the cops doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. I get it. It was crazy. Yeah. And they, they got firebombed. Uh, one of their own kids. Uh, uh, J. Edgar Hoover was an interesting uh, character. You know who played him, right? Yeah, it was uh, what's Mr. Martin Sheen. It's funny yeah. because I was doing some. I think I was in the kitchen, which I could see the t- you know TV from the uh, yeah. kitchen. But he came on the screen, and I heard his voice before I saw him, and I'm like, "Oh, that's Martin!" And I turned around, I was like, "Oh, whoa!" <laughs> yeah, a lot of they, makeup. Yeah, they dolled him up to look like him, and he was an interesting character. I mean, I you know, I don't, I know very little of J. Edgar Hoover. Supposedly, he was a crossdresser. Oh, interesting. No wonder he was against there's other a lot of, people. Uh, there's a lot of cross-dresser jokes about him that happens in movies and stuff. I remember one of the first ones in the movie Clue. <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, oh, and he tapped people's phones. Yeah, that was the line in Clue. Why is Jay Hoover on your phone? Well, he's on everybody else's. Why shouldn't he be on mine? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking funny. But but it's yeah. it, there's a scene where Jay Edgar Hoover's kind of like talking to Roy, the FBI guy, and kind of like kind of scaring them into kind of doing shit, you know, like talking about like, hey, so, uh, you know, you got those kids, you know, 
And what what happens if your daughter brings home? You yeah, know, this is the point where he's cornering the FBI to plan, you know, to get him into this um, whole assassination attempt thing. That's what he yeah. used to be like, we got to take care of this. Yeah. So what they wanted what they wanted a wild bill to do was drug uh, Hampton one night and they made Bill draw out a layout of the apartment, a, a map of the apartment. And um, it's interesting because. You see them at Fred's apartment that night and you can see that Wild Bill's totally stressed out. Yep. And then before Bill leaves the apartment, he just asks Fred, hey, Fred, can I get you a drink? And then you see Bill leave. And at that point, I wasn't quite sure if he did it or not because I didn't know yeah. the story, the true story of how yeah. everything went down. So at that point, I wasn't quite sure if he did it or not. So he drugs them. And then um, there's some people sleeping in the apartment. They have a guard up all night because they ain't dumb. And um, the guy who's watching guard sees some people show up. And they basically blasted through the door, just blasted through him, and they come and shooting everybody. And the interesting thing, it was, we're like, Fred didn't move the whole time. And it was like his wife threw her body over him to protect him. And we're like, looks like he already got him because he didn't move. And it wasn't until after that I'd realized, oh, he did yeah. end up drugging him. And that was the whole point was because he was like, I don't want to kill him. And the guy who gave him the drugs like, nah, man, it's just going to put him to sleep. And yeah. but little did he know what they were actually going to be doing yeah. while he was asleep. Mm -hmm. Well, and 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 the, the 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 fucked up scene is where like his girl is like outside, like they pull her off oh, of him, yeah. and they 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 you know you she's, can hear one of the feds say, "Oh, this one's still alive," and then you hear and he's, pop, it, pop. like or he's resisting arrest or something. Or no, it wasn't even that. It was like, oh, looks like this one made it. Like he wasn't oh, dead. Yeah, and they just go pop pop. That was from. That was from the real story. I don't know what was. I don't think the words were said, but the people that were there say that um, the cops went in there and they heard two more shots. Yeah. The real story was it ends up that the cops shot nine that fired off ninety nine rounds in that raid, while the Black Panthers only fired one that went into the ceiling. Fucking crazy. Well, and 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 the shitty part was that. So Bill was. He was already pressured into doing this, but then Roy was offering him like a gas station in Maywood mm -hmm. as like giving business him a owner. business to set him mm -hmm. free and shit, like you know to to like hey this is this is a good deal like mm -hmm. you would get this and I'm like dude like that's fucked up, but uh yeah and then like towards uh, at the end of the movie we kind of get like you know kind of a breakdown of what happened and um how uh, the eye on the prize two uh docu series happened in 89 um you know which is i mean they, they did a great job of recreating that um with the dude yeah playing with bill and stuff yeah but uh yeah it's it's crazy that you find out like um after this after that thing aired like bill killed himself basically mm-hmm the, you know. What was interesting is what I found that apparently he had um, prior suicide attempts too. he killed himself by running into traffic. Yeah. But he was visiting his uncle that day who lived next to this freeway. Basically, it wasn't a freeway back then, but, you know, yeah. um, and uh, they said that he tried to do that once before. Jeez. I'm like, really? That's the way you pick to go? Yeah, right. There's. You know, not that he I'm... said that the reason he did it was basically he said later on that he was got, you know, circumstances at the time. He was basically just looking out for himself. But he said he yeah. never had any allegiance to the, to the Panthers. 
Yeah, which is interesting. It's mm-hmm. so interesting that like you got so immersed and you had to felt have felt the cause at some point, but you know, the fact that you had no allegiance to any other shit is well, I'm sure that's why he probably took it. Well, we don't know, but I mean, you know, yeah. maybe the multiple suicide attempts was that. Well, I'm sure that the guilt of of befriending these people who, you know, took you in, mm-hmm. you know, and you just fucking double crossed for a gas station in Maywood. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like fuck, dude. Um I I did find I, I did find the uh the end part really interesting how they kind of laid out that in like 1970 like the survivors um filed for a 47 million dollar lawsuit mm-hmm. and 12 years later which was the longest civil rights trial in history they only got 1.86 million dollars out of this shit right like what the fuck man mm-hmm. and then 25 days after fred was murdered is when deborah gave birth like damn yep that's fucking crazy so uh as far as William Hurd. It said in the early hours of January 15th, 1990, after visiting with his uncle Ben, he ran out of his apartment into traffic on Interstate 290 where he was hit by a car and killed and he was 40. His death was ruled a suicide though his wife said it was an accident. Earlier in the evening, O'Neill had been drinking and attempted to jump out a second story window, but his uncle pulled him back inside. His uncle said afterward that O'Neill had, quote, cooperated with the FBI to reduce his own potential jail time, then got in way over his head and was forever tortured by the guilt. And that, quote, he never thought it would come to all of this. He said that O'Neill had previously run out into the Eisenhower freeway in September of 89, which was only four or five months before that. And he was hit by a vehicle, but he was hospitalized and survived. And then the evening of January 15th is when that documentary came out. Yeah. And then he dies later that evening. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck, man. I... It's it's it, to me that was the most intriguing part of this whole thing was the fact that he just was okay with doing this. Like he signed yeah. off on it, and he didn't look very. Um, I mean, there were times like once he was in that he looked a little apprehensive about what he was doing, and even the um, Fed had said to him at one point because there was a great scene where Fred was there and they were doing the big Rainbow Coalition rally, and the, yeah, and Roy, the cop Roy's, was hidden in the crowd. Yeah, Roy was in the crowd along watching and stuff. Bill, yeah, and he was watching Bill, and he's like, "You're way into it, Bill. Seems yeah. way into. He's either you're a good actor, or you're believing this shit." Yeah, yeah, it was uh, interesting. I was wondering I, early on when Roy was inviting Bill to his house for a barbecue. I'm like, this relationship's going to go south really mm-hmm. fucking fast, isn't it? And you know. It was a really good movie. It was, yeah, I enjoyed it very much. The actors were all great. It was very the... captivating. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, like I, like I, I had to pause it a lot for just writing my notes because I was just like, people were acting their fucking ass off in this movie. And it was, yeah, it was, was really thinking, solid. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't pause it, and it just, it did not seem two hours to me. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, very, very, very good. I applaud it. Yeah, I would, I, I would, it, I feel bad for not given this not that i didn't want to give this movie a chance it just it ended up on hbo and then disappeared for a while but i definitely wanted to see this mm-hmm. movie I, mm-hmm. i'm bummed it took this long to see this one because i de- definitely wanted to see it but it was even better than i thought it was going to be um i definitely so what do you rate it this is going to be a hard week to rate things because i enjoyed both of our movies spoilers uh-huh. um i'm giving it a 
pew, 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 pew. I'm giving it a three and a half. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was really good. But the only reason I'm not giving it a four because it's probably nothing. I'm not going to go back and rewatch it often because it's so heavy. But you, you know, are, I, I, but you are going to rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, maybe, you know, later on down the line, a few years, not like I'm going to rewatch it every year kind of thing. Yeah. But I, would, I, would, I would watch it again because I thought the acting was all great. Yes. I, I, I think I'm going to agree with you. That's kind of where I was kind of leaning towards was three and a half. Uh, I, I think I will watch this again at some point, probably be a while. Um, and, and I would recommend it for sure. One hundred percent. I think it's a solid story told. Well, the actors are solid. Um I do like historical pieces, um, you know, especially in this time frame of of uh, of the in the United States. But, mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah, watch this movie. It, it was if you haven't seen it, it's fucking solid. Watch that shit. It's so good. Um, we do get like a, a footage at the end of of his wife in real life, like still in the cause and how Fred Hampton Jr. is the party's mm -hmm. chairman for mm -hmm. the Panthers, you know, so it's like, holy shit, like. You know, the the legacy lives on. Yeah, that's cool. What are you but giving yeah. it? Uh, I'm I'm going to agree with you and give it a three and a half. Um, we'll see it again. I just um, it'll be a while. Yeah, yeah. Mostly because there's so much stuff for us to um, watch. So ooh, why don't you so, give me some? Uh, let's say some intermission music real quick because I can oh, run to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> oh yeah, hold on. Let Before we get to the, the second movie, would that be okay? Oh, no, that's a special presentation. <laughs> Here we go. Intermission, be right back. All right. Oh, no commercials. All right, there we go. Mind you, it's only been on for a minute, and it's already been way too long. And I pee. No, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about like I'm like I, I was saying how much the listeners hate because I've continually left it on. And it was only on for a minute, but it feels like it's it was on for like an eternity. <laughs> um. Yeah. So hey, I hope you guys refilled your popcorn. Got a, a refill of your <laughs> of your suicide drink. Uh. Uh, you know, pulled up your, your culottes and um, are ready for the second part of this. Now, the, like, once, now, again, once again, the funny part about this whole thing is that, yeah, like last week, Chiba watched this movie. I watched the other movie. <laughs> and when I made a reference to that, oh, the interview, she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then and then it was that sinking feeling of like, 
oh shit did we just both watch two different movies and they could not be more two different oh, movies so <laughs> fucking different so like not even in the same universe in the same neck of the woods like nothing there's no connective tissue in any sort of realm they came out the same year except for the fact that it came out the same year i'm not sure about it so this <laughs> So and, and as as Chiba alluded to last week, that this was not you what know, I expected. Yeah, we saw it pop up on Hulu probably yep. earlier in the year, you know, yep. and I think you had to pay for it at first. It was like, oh, that I was like, that looks funny. I want to watch it. And then oh, I got to pay for it. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> having to pay for it, but I remember being like, oh, like I like I like what's her name. Oh, and yeah, I, I read the. I read just the brief description that had literally nothing to do with this movie. Yeah. And I was like, I could watch that. Oh, man. <laughs> like, So, yeah, that's what I told X yesterday. I'm like, it's not. I just thought it was going to be two two middle aged gals going on a nice little vacation, which I mean, it <laughs> see what happens. Kind of is. I said now, it was a it was a cross to me between like, you know, OK, whatever two gals going on vacation is and fucking um, Austin Powers. <laughs> So, uh, oh, yes. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Here's here's the even funnier part. Even after I watched this movie is that a couple months back, my wife's friend told her that they should go as these two characters for Halloween. Oh, and I thought yes. I'm like, oh, what? I don't under. OK, I mean, that sounds funny. I haven't seen the movie, but but here's the here's the funnier part of that story is that my wife's name is Trish. Yeah, and, and her friend's name is Trish. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> so Not the ever magical, majestic Trish. Oh my God, dude! It's a it's a fucking uh, uh, a a uh, a dual force double feature of Trish's. Uh, mm -hmm. So when they started getting on the plane, like I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when they jumped on that fucking plane and started talking about the name Trish, I was fucking laughing my ass off because of the fact that like she had said that months ago, and I, I didn't get it. I'm like, all right, well, whatever, sure. I'm right, 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 right. But yeah, talked about Trish the whole fucking plane. Oh, <laughs> my fucking God. <laughs> Just and, and, and like I, I told uh, when I told my wife that we should definitely watch this um, later. I was like, we just got to make sure that little home slice has her uh, headphones on because uh, there's nothing like bad that you're seeing, but it's all in what you're hearing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. And and so, so the, the and and so right off the bat, right, right as the movie fucking starts, they're they're playing that Streisand song that we just talked about a couple yes. weeks ago uh, that, the, that she did with the Bee Gees, right? With, with Barry Gibb. I'm glad we played it for you too. Oh my god! Because as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Wait a minute!" It's that song. It's like, "Oh my god!" It's that same little, song. And we're watching, I love that this little kid is rolling around singing this goddamn. This little kid song. is fucking rolling around, throwing newspapers, like just doing a grand old thing. And I'm thinking, okay, all right, well, this kid probably lives in the same neighborhood as Barb and Star, and he pulls up to this random tree, and there's like a robot owl or something that like scans him to see if it was, you know, who it needed to be to walk in. And then the tree opens. And then I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Before he got to the tree, uh -huh. he's delivering newspapers. Yes. And he pulls up to one house and he throws a newspaper over to the porch and majestically lands there. But then it blows up. Yeah. What? No, no, no. Not yet. It, oh. didn't, it didn't blow up yet. We just saw him throw the newspaper. So he stops at that house. And he's like, 
he, he stops briefly, looks at the house, kind of sneers a little bit, and then throws it on there. So something was okay. connecting us. And to then the house. he leaves and goes it, to the it's tree. It's not. It's not when My until. <laughs> um. It's not. Uh. Hold on. Whose house was it? Oh, it was that scientist's house? Yeah. Gotcha. Hold on one second. Um. What happened? What did we do? What you, happened? You, uh. I have to. My wife is texting me that from the from Rite Aid that they said I didn't pay for my pharmacy um for my thing and i did so i think a thing i paid for prescriptions and they're saying that she didn't pay and i'm I paid for god damn it they took her my shit. <laughs> anyway. middle-aged best friends barb and star leave so, their yeah. home of soft rock nebraska for the first time to go on vacation in Vista Del Mar, Florida. Oh my God. And you're leaving, and, and they leave so much out of the description of this movie by just saying that. So yeah, so the little boy goes into the tree and all of a sudden it's like, what is happening? What, what happened to this movie? <laughs> and, and it took me a second to realize that the that Sharon was was Chris and Wig. In, me in, too. In, I thought in, it was Patricia Arquette at first. I was like, is that Patricia Arquette? And it's like, oh my God, it's fucking Kristen Wig. Yeah, that was hilarious. So I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, that looks like her, but what is happening? And so, yeah, then all of a sudden it gets all weird and shit. And you're like, she's got some plot to, like, destroy some town or something. And, and like, her her villain character, uh, with Sharon Fisherman. Um, Yeah, she's mad at Vista Del Mar because she grew up a little pale girl with uh, what was that? What's that? Is that disease? When is it Villaligo? No. Like powder. Oh, yeah, like powder. <laughs> Gonna too many mongrels and can't think of the word right now. Um, but uh, and they try and they made fun of her and tried to make her queen of the lobster fest, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> it wasn't lobster fest. I jokingly called it lobster fest because that's what it is on Bob's Burger. It was like <laughs> it, sh- it was like shrimp fest or something, right? Yeah, 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 crab fest. I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, but her character could not be more Doctor Evil to me. She oh my god, cracked me up. She was uh, <laughs> like, like as soon as like. Like as soon as she came on and was talking about like making uh, a, a suicide, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they it. show the soda fountain machine. Uh, like, soda. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, and she's got like, like she's the, the doctor, the perfect. Yeah, yeah. Doctor eviling these fucking mosquitoes and shit. Fucking so funny. Oh yeah, yeah. And so she's got her henchman Edgar, who's in Edgar. love with her. Oh my but God. But she won't commit. And he's like, and she's we- just stringing him along the whole fucking. Then, time. then we can be together. And then she's like, like she, he can't see like, face, but she's like, um, oh, fuck. yeah, yeah okay. that. that sounds great. We'll totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> so then, then we cut to Nebraska, where Barb and Star are sitting on a couch, just, just sitting and day. chatting, and all of a sudden, somebody goes, "Excuse me." <laughs> So they both work at a couch store. Yeah, uh, I think it's a furniture store. Yeah, and, and, and they want to no. buy the couch, but they're like, fuck, this is our couch. Like, we told each other so many things on this couch. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, like, the people are just like, okay, no. And then, so the boss brings them in into, the, uh, into his office, and, you know, you're like, oh, shit, he's going to fire them. But he, it's not that because he had to fire them. It's just they're closing the store. So first convertibles going out of business. Yeah, <laughs> I there was Jennifer's convertibles, too, because that was a real place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know that name. Uh, so they get they're sad, but they get a severance and they're walking down the street trying to figure out what to do when they run into their uh, friend, Mickey. 
who's uh, uh what's her uh, name from uh yeah from reno 911 wendy McClevelin, lovey lovey McClevelin, something like that and she's also yeah. the mom i think on that 80s show or something yes yes and she or not the 80s show she's uh she's the mom on the um goldbergs that's right? it it's not yeah. the 80s show <laughs> well it is the 80s show but it's not i i do you watch uh, that show no i don't watch that show I've had a couple of people tell me you should watch that show because the whole 80s thing. No, I was watching like the fresh off the boat with his was where I was with the with the 90s on that show. Yeah. Um, there's something about this show that it, it to me when I see commercials of it, I feel like the same thing about like the same thing with uh, what was that show that was on CBS with the nerds? Um, the nerdy guys that me on Big Bang Theory. Yes, that one where it's oh. like where I, I that wrong huh <laughs> well it rubs me wrong because it's like it just feels like they're just throwing the like 80s like okay but yeah. what else is the show's about 80s shoving it down, shoving it down your throat yeah yeah so but I, I see it's a part of a family so what, what's up 80s I'm like okay <laughs> i fucking get it you but know, she's great she i mean she, i love yeah, this actress, no, I, I like her in she other was in stuff bridesmaids too yeah, I like her and yeah. other stuff. I just I, I can't watch that show. It's not for it's not for me. It's anyway. It's so that what? Hold on. I got to say oh. this one last thing about the oh. 80s, because the, the one thing that just bugs me about like period movies about 80s and 90s is that they group the entire 80s into one thing. So they might be a break dancer with they some, group like, it all into neon and fanny packs. Yes. And that bugs the shit out of me. Yeah, because there's way more than that. Uh, OK, OK. You, you can proceed now. Um, I, I've said my piece on 80s. Right. But yeah, anyway, Wendy McClellan, though, we think a great actress. Um, yeah, she's been and every time I see her on the screen, though, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad she's there. She's fucking funny. Yeah. So they're fr- I don't remember her, fr- her what her name was, but shows up. She's like, you know, you look great. I just came back from a great place. Oh, Mickey. Place. Friend Mickey. Called, yeah. yeah. Vista Del Mar. And so, like, oh, my God. So they go to their book club that night. <laughs> you mean you mean talking club? So, yeah, it was talking club. Why did I call it a book club? Did they? Uh, because I mean, it's very book log book club like. But, but instead it's... of talking about a book, they pick a topic to, yeah. to talk about for the evening. And it, oh my god, the people there, fucking Fortune Feimster. I'm like, oh my god, she's all done up to look like a fucking PTA mom. She's cracking me up. All, all of them. Phyllis fucking... from the Office was there. The other chick from SNL was there. She with the bitchy one. She was yeah. so good. The, somebody shows up late. It's six o'clock, so she ends up getting up, locking the yeah locks the door so Gail can't come in because she's At late. Yeah, she's late. And then Gail's yeah. like outside the whole time. Uh, through the window. Oh my god! And then so like yeah, they start they pull up the 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 topic for the night and it's jobs. Mm-hmm. And then like Barb and Star just kind of look at each other like oh shit like you we know, don't tell them we got we lost we don't want to talk about our jobs. And so they go around the horn talking about their jobs and then they get to Barb and Star and they're like, uh, you know, you know, it's a good day of like and they listed a whole bunch of shit. And then uh, and then uh, Star says that they got um, uh, promotions and then she and then she breaks down and tells them that they, they were lying. And yeah. then we find out at that point that there are three major rules in the talking club. No sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> The only um, curse word they can say is the F word. Uh-huh. And most and no importantly, lying. no lying. Yeah. So they get kicked out of talking club Yeah, in their own house. They get kicked out. Yeah. Uh, that was the first point I realized that Barb and Star actually lived together. So we see them later that night in their Burton Ernie beds. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. <laughs> and, and, and just, you know, basically, yeah. What were you saying? <laughs> the magic. So uh, like a big part of the magic of this movie is 
Okay, I don't know why you're calling me. Um, a bit the, like the one of the best parts about it is just the side conversations that Barb and Star yes. have within yes. each other because they, they they're just like like go back and forth and back and forth and it's fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah, like, like they just keep going back and forth and just like spitting rhymes at each other. Basically, I don't um, think we can give the other girl props yet. It's Kristen Wiig and Annie Mamolo. So. Yeah, and she's fucking. They they're both like perfect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that night they're 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 about to get ready for bed, and you know, uh, starts talking about wanting to do something bigger, you know, and Barb is apprehensive and talking about like, oh, I I think I could rock those socks, you know, thinking that she's like talking about that. She's like, no, I'm t-, you know, she wants Star wants to live again. She wants to make new stories. So they decide to go to Vistal Del Mar. So they're packing, Woo-hoo! and we go through a little bit of like. A, a, a mini packing montage of That's like pretty funny rollers and fucking like space pizza and <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and uh so they so pack they, and go yeah so they get on a plane and, and the whole time they're there they uh they construct this whole narrative about the fabulous woman named trish yeah and and, and, um, and the whole plane ride they're just talking about all these great qualities that trish has oh and, and, and to the point where and it's funny because I, I feel like i've had conversations like this with you when we've been, um, <laughs> you know, high back in the day where we would like make up some story about some shit and just ramble off about it. Um, and they ramble off about this Trish and how like and I, even to the point of like how she gloriously dies. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a very. Yeah, you see him talking about Trish when uh, when they're getting on the plane and then at the end of the scene, they're getting off in the airport and then they've come to Trish's death. <laughs> <laughs> So while so, while this is happening, we find out that Sharon Goldman Fisherman, mm-hmm. who is our albino bad guy lady, they're albino. Um, that's the word I was looking for earlier. Albino. Look at that. It just kind of came mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. uh, like she's you know nervous about the plan, but is sending her henchman with a vial of the antidote with him um, and the beacon, the homing beacon and the hoping beacon in case he gets bit. Um and this is when he, you know, wants to be with you, you find out that Edgar wants to be with Sharon, but she's apprehensive and doesn't let him know. Like, it, you know, it's all behind her back. She's like, yeah, just let's just stick to the plan and we'll see <laughs> how it goes. So he's Edgar supposed to go to Del Mar, plant this home, this homing beacon for these uh, mosquitoes. They're going to get unleashed and they're going to sting everybody in the town. So I, I think this is at the same part because I think you mentioned this last week and I, and I thought the same thing. This is when apparently we find out that Vista Del Mar is in Florida and not Mexico. Yeah. For some reason, I thought I was like in Southern California, but I think that's just Del Mar. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought it was some destination in Mexico. Yeah. Um, but so, at the okay. Edgar shows up at the airport too. you know, um, they show up to this hotel where it's the Vista Del Mar Hotel. And they get this whole song and dance. Oh, my entrance God. That was so good. It, they get a, yeah, it's a sing and dance like number and shit about how awesome the Vista Del Mar Hotel is. <laughs> Uh, when they find out that um, Barb and Star staying at the Vista Del Mar Hotel or Motel, Motel, which they, is they probably been, yeah, and, and the the concierge is like, oh, I'm sorry, did you say Motel? Oh, that's oh down no, the road. Yeah. that's down the road, up, uh, like past the uh, the the two football fields, asphalt uh, parking lot or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. So they show up to the motel, and it, it's funny because the 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 attendant Rick, who's checking them, he's like, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you need towels and and like stars like well yeah you know nice to have towels and the guy's like do you guys need sheets 
<laughs> pillows? Pillows? Uh, cause, pillows? Because we're out of pillows. <laughs> we don't have pillows. So then they're, they're hanging out by the pool. That's with no water. With no water. Well, some guy in the bottom of it, like doing taxes or accounting or something. He's doing some accounting thing. He's at a little table and there's like a, a smidge <laughs> of water at the bottom, right? <laughs> so he's just sitting down there doing that shit. And then so, you know, Star comes up with the idea of like, you know, maybe they should, you know, um, sneak into the pool at the at the hotel. Nice hotel. You know, and so like they're they're sneaking in and they're just kind of like <laughs> covering their faces when they see people. But <laughs> then they get into the, the the pool and they're just kind of like, um, you know, making conversation and stuff. And just like I said, like the conversations between the two of them is just hilarious. Oh God, that's so funny. I bet they were like improv, too. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, and then the hotel manager like catches them and, he, and you think he's going to like call the cops on them and stuff. And they're like freaking out. But he ends up saying that um, they have a vacancy because the family in the hotel went missing. <laughs> so so he was just going to rent out this hotel room and they were like, we'll take it. Um, uh, yeah, it's funny. And, and, oh, and, and, and Richard Cheese. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Richard Cheese is was, the, uh, the was piano like the man lab. at the hotel. Which he's great. The, he's great the whole fucking time. Too. Yeah. He's Anytime you see him, pay attention to him. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's his first song is like about boobies. I love uh-huh. boobies. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, uh, Barb and Star go to the uh, to a bar. Barb and Star go to a bar in Vista mm-hmm. Del Mar, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they just happen to be sitting next to Edgar. Mm-hmm. And you know they're trying to make like small talk. It's like <laughs> they try to play the coincidental, like, "Oh, what room are you in?" He's like you know like 116 and they're like oh my god we're in room like 235 yeah like, like making it sound 11 yeah like so what so good so they start talking to him but he's all sullen and he's like not having a good day and you know uh so barb's like you know um my friend star is really good at greeting cards oh yeah it's <laughs> her magical gift it's her magical cards. gift so she she busts out some like umbrellas with holes kind of thing um you know it was totally like almost jack handy to me yeah <laughs> yeah so it's funny because then like he's just kind of like all right fine and then the bartender's like you know uh they're ordering drinks and stuff and then the 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 bartender gives them a drink called the buried treasure which mm-hmm. looked like it was in a fucking fishbowl <laughs> So, so they finish like, it real fast. Finish it or whatever. Good luck. Yeah. And they finished he walks it. Away and he comes back and you're you're done. You're done. Yeah, we don't think there was a treasure in it though. Oh well, did you find the ecstasy pills? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, did you find the? Well, he didn't say it was. It, 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 I don't. Did he say there were ecstasy pills? Or something? He, I don't remember. He, say, he said like three pills or something. It's like yeah, yeah we each took one, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it was just like Whoa. there's a bunch of shit though. There's a couple other things in there in the drink that yeah. they found and took, and yeah, the next thing you know they're all rolling and so they have a great party all night long with it oh my god so it starts off with them on the dance floor playing like a dance version of my heart will go on by celine dion (laughs) fucking hilarious (laughs) so they're like like yeah it it just goes and they get like big crazy yeah it gets crazy they wake up the next morning apparently all three of them three person sandwich oh yeah they're they're like on top of each other and apparently you know something happened and you know, Barb and Star uh, start talking about what happened while he takes a phone call from Sharon. Um, <laughs> he realizes he actually lost the beacon during the night. Yeah. Now Sharon's pissed. <laughs> she, she sent a new agent, Darley Bunkle. 
Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Damon Wayans Jr. Oh my god, dude! Fucking uh, what was it? Darley Bunkle? Darley Bunkle? Darley Bunkle? But, his, but he's private, so don't give out that information. Yeah, what and dress or if there was ever somebody who was very bad at. Because she said that, like she was going to bring in, uh, you know, like a specialist. Another, oh, oh, a specialist. Like a, wasn't like, there the whole? Um, was this the what was the whole? Uh, did you see Pulp Fiction? <laughs> like the whole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I didn't see Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she cars fucking Charlie Bunkle in, and um, who she went, you know, like Sharon calls, you know, goes to call. He's supposed to spy on them and, and yeah. um, bring another beacon. But before that, that like, before that, like, we get, like, Edgar breaks into song on the beach. Oh, my God. That fucking song on the beach was goddamn hilarious. I was yeah. laughing my ass off. And then that's the point I'm going, is this going to be a musical? Because <laughs> after the hotel song. And then I even thought to myself, watch i bet they won't do another song after this because now i think it's going to be a musical and they're just doing it to fuck with me and uh-huh. yeah no they didn't you got it was no other musical numbers nope. after that but that <laughs> one was great i don't know yeah. i don't know who that actor was i should probably look but he was fucking hilarious he almost reminded me of like a um greg kinnear but funnier i've seen him in other things i, I and i'm gonna look now jamie dornan i think his name is yeah Let's see what. Uh, okay, he was a voice in Trolls World Tour, which oh my god, really? I've <laughs> seen a million times because I have a daughter. Um, oh, he was oh, the lead in Fifty Shades, Shades guy. guy. Okay, that's why we know his name. Yeah. I'm still not seeing those movies. I'm boycotting no. them in my life. Yeah. Oh, and he was on Once Upon a Time. He was the Huntsman. Sorry. Okay, I definitely saw him in that. I don't know that one. The Once Upon a Time, the TV show on uh, ABC. I know the TV show. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's where I know him from. It's from that. Okay. Anyway, he's he was good. Like I said, I think he was he, to me. He was like a funnier Greek near. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, so <laughs> he breaks in the song. Is that what Edgar was, that, was the song when he realized was the song about. Song well, he had about... just about the about loving Sharon. That's what I thought. Okay. About loving Sharon. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So he breaks in the song. But then like uh, the next scene we get, uh, you know, you know, uh, Barb and Star in, in their room, and they're like, you know, like Barb is like, I'm not even thinking of him anymore. Like, you know, whatever. And Star's like, Oh yeah, me, me, need- oh yeah, that's his name, Edgar. So they both basically start lying to each other. You know, Barb says she's gonna take a bath, but sneaks out as Star's writing a poem to Edgar. So we see Barb oh, yeah. like crawling out the window of the 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 bathroom. Oh, my God, yeah. And- and like gets on a floaty and just kind of like face down, just kind of floats past <laughs> fucking star and shit. And uh, so that this is where we, we uh, Edgar gets the call from the other guy on the mission. And it's Charlie Bunkle. And, you know, <laughs> Charlie Bunkle. Uh, yeah, Darlie Bunkle. Um, but then like uh, so Barb shows up at Edgar's room and, you know, they basically go out for a walk. And this is when Barb realizes that, like, you know, she's not into him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she didn't like lying to Star, but, mm-hmm. you know, she can't let this happen. But that he has set her free, mm-hmm. which sets Barb off on her own journey during this. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, um, then Star shows up in Edgar's room after, you know, he's back from hanging out with with Barb. And so they basically do the exact same date. Yeah. <laughs> 
ice cream. And, the and fucking... Barb's uh, you know, filling out her story and all that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just like just like started talking about their exes. Shit like, yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They do the exact same thing and they're talking his ear off, but he's into it. And, but somebody's spying on them. So somebody's mm-hmm. taking pictures of them uh, while they're on these dates. Um, and then this is when like Ed uh, Edgar is starting to fall for star. Um, and then snars uh, stars uh, sneaks back into her room only to get caught by Barb. Who's like looking angry and flicking a lamp. Oh yeah. So you thought she was going to get like dark side. She's like, no, I just playing with this thing. Um, so at this point they, they start talking about how they lied to each other uh, or wait, star lies where she was. And she was talking about uh, a turtle. Oh yeah. 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 And then so Barb lies about the bath came up during the drain. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then this is where Barb talks about the she's t- taking a bath and there was a baby turtle that came out of the, the thing. <laughs> so they both go to bed and they're looking guilty for lying to each other. Um, uh, and so we, we flash back or we move to like Sharon, who's got a mock version of the hotel that Yo-Yo built, who's a little boy. Um, and. Uh, Oh, and this is where we get the flashback to to Sharon's life at Vista, De, Vista Del Mar because her dad like got a job in Vista Del Mar and she was having a hard time at school and people would like, oh, like that's when we find out. Yeah. Mock her uh, at school. And they're like they would call me names like <laughs> like like, you know, they were just making fun of her of her uh, albino condition. And there's the last name that someone like they would call her was like asshole or something. <laughs> Like wasn't it had nothing to do with her being like albino? It's just you're an asshole. <laughs> so dad convinces her to go to the festival. The mean girls push her on stage, and she mistakenly gets made the shrimp queen. And she gets put into a, a fucking cannon and, and shot out and ends up in the pool on the Disney cruise naked because the the because she gets shot out into you know into uh, over the thing. Um so yeah, it, it's pretty funny. They get like little actors d- 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 dressed up as as Sharon, all albino and stuff. Um, but Yo Yo reminds her that they have to get the microchip down there since you know uh, Edgar had lost it. So you know Char- Charlie uh, Bunkle is or Darlie Bunkle is is in is working the buffet uh, and makes contact with Edgar, and he's telling him that he he'll tell you know he'll write the plan on a piece of paper and you know like. Oh, yeah. Meet me back here and I'll give you the plan. Yeah. And he's like, why don't don't you just give it to me now? (laughs) And Darlie's like, "Uh, okay, I'm going to do that. But then I'm going to, you know, show you my disappearing skills. (laughs) (laughs) He just walks out the door, but then walks into the kitchen and then just falls, you know, over stuff. Um, But uh. Yeah, you know, Barb after that, like Barb walks uh around as star and Edgar, you know, like go at it and stuff. And this is where Barb starts to find herself and she braves it and goes snorkeling for like mm-hmm. two seconds, but saw saw a bunch of fish and was like super impressed with herself while you know star and Edgar covering each other in like suntan lotion, but like like they're Way too much. They are they are the same color as Sharon at this point. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. True. So, you know, so the, both Barb and Star having separate adventures, and uh, 
they're they're lying to each other. Yeah. And and Star what's happening. is going out and doing all this stuff by herself, and then uh, well, Barb, no, uh, Barb oh, is doing all this stuff with. Yeah. With then Star him. is is secretly hooking up with Edgar. Yeah, and playing Every sick day. in the room. She's like, oh no, I'm. Oh yeah. I'm feeling good. It's like, oh yeah, your your temperature's really high. It's 134. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know. Uh, so yeah, Barb is going and like she's walking over fire and jumping canyons with like motor scooters and shit. <laughs> she's just <laughs> she's just finding herself, and then like Barb is, is is uh so she's riding the scooter around, and then she stops to put her culottes on so she doesn't look guilty because she's wearing jean shorts. Uh, and that's when we run into the mysterious man played by Andy Garcia, who who uh you know uh barb has has admitted to that you know she's been having fun without her friend and he calls barb a phoenix before he just this departs into the his swamp walk and then she asks who he is and he says his name is tommy tommy bahama <laughs> who they had referenced earlier um and, and barb is shocked <laughs> So at this point, this is when Edgar and Star start to like uh, have a moment and say they're having feelings for each other. And, you know, uh, Star says she's t- <laughs> Star says that Edgar's dong was so deep inside her that it touched her heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that they don't want meaning, meaning, meaningless sex anymore. Uh, and for some reason, like the, the, the fake job that Edgar has told Star that he has is a clam inspector. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. But oh, so like so like Star, like they they depart each other and Star sitting on the beach and a blue crab is sitting next to her who sounds quite familiar, has mm-hmm. the voice of God, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's it's Morgan Friedman basically uh, uh, talking as, as a talking blue crab and shit. Mm-hmm. Although he says that his name is Morgan Freeman, but with a D. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Friedman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. uh, so uh, so while while she's having a talk with the crab, uh, uh, Edgar goes back up to the room and finds a, a sign on his door that says, look down, <laughs> look further down. And it's a bag that says secret or it says like the microchip bag. <laughs> and it gives and fucking Darley Bunkle fucking puts his weight on there or his height and shit. He's like, I'm giving too much information again. <laughs> Oh man. And so so uh the next morning, like Barb's almost about to do the banana boat, but feels bad about it because she wants to do it with Star when she one al- Star really wanted to do. Yeah. And then all that's when she looks up to the balcony and sees dun, Star dun, and Edgar dun. going at it. Yep. There's and yep. So she runs off there, and then while that's happening, Star leaves uh the room, but you know, um, uh, the, the Barb shows up to the room and and that's trying to find out what's going on. So she takes a, a glass and is listening. And this is when Barb finds out that Edgar, you know, his whole plan, you know, that mm-hmm. he's a spy and all that. Here's shit. him on the phone with Sharon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so she's all like shocked. But then he sees her like walk away because he heard like, a you know, 
her talking about her necklace outside. Um, <laughs> so Sharon was great too. Sharon calls and um, she 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 knows all about Barb and Star and tells Edgar that they're spies and that they work for the um, H uh, uh, P the H P V. V. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, as she sends uh, the pics to Edgar, you know, that like they were spying on him and stuff and making it sound like they work for the HPV, um, which is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is where they, they 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 end up at the room and they start talking and, and then uh, Edgar shows up with a gun and he starts like <laughs> he starts like talking about his backstory and starts when he was like seven and shit and he's tied him up he's tied them up and but they're breaking out with their like sharp brace uh sharp oh yeah bracelets. They're, they're, they're fucking everywhere they go they stop at these little trinket carts so they're like <laughs> totally uh, like sidetracked by these but oh look at these uh, bracelets the shiny right and they bought each other these fucking uh, bracelets are they a little sharp they're a little sharp they're like cut I'm me a little just, okay that'll be fine yeah. So yeah, so now they're using their bracelets to cut through the rope that you're up with. But <laughs> every time you're doing it so he doesn't notice. Yeah, yeah terribly, because it's when he turns around, they're like in a different position or like the ropes are over their like their head, you know. <laughs> so good. Oh my god. And so uh so uh he uh he ends up like leaving uh to 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 put the receiver in mm-hmm. and a barbin. Uh, and start argue and are mad at each other when Sharon ends up uh, at the door and knocks both of them out. They uh, they wake up on the side of a cliff where Sharon mm-hmm. has two boxes and asked if they were uh, enjoying their vacation. Uh, Sharon gives them an option. Y- you can either jump to your death off this cliff or get eaten by these two alligators right here that she just <laughs> fucking released. Such a <laughs> rescuer's move. Uh, what was that evil chick's name in the rescuer? She had the uh, the alligators were her mm-hmm. sidekicks. Yep, Bianca, that was a little girl. I can't remember. The, I loved the rescuers. God, they haven't touched that movie since it fucking came out. Well, they did rescuers down under, and then that was it. Yeah, they haven't gone back to the well, but you know it's Disney Plus. Uh, they'll touch everything again. You'll see. Right, we'll get we'll we'll get uh, the rescuers, the new generation. Yeah. <laughs> So well, let's see. Zsa Gabor and Bob Newhart are the ones who did the voices. Holy crap. So they're still a, alive. Uh, I don't think Zsa's alive. Um, yeah. I think Zsa did like she did. Did she got a sister, though? Does she sound the same? Zsa's alive. No, she's oh. not. She died in 2016. Okay. Uh, her sister's still alive. Ava. 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 She's probably dead, too. Yeah, she died in 95. Yeah, yeah. Ava was the one in in Rescuers. Okay, not Jaja. Jaja was that makes the, sense. Ava was more of the actress, and Jaja was more of the celebrity. Yeah, and that's putting it nicely. Yeah, right. She was on the married to that old guy, like that guy when she was super old at the end. Yeah, Frederick yeah. Prince von Anhalt, who had the fucking affair with Anna Nicole. Yep. Okay, anyway, back to rescuers. What a deep uh, back to, Oh, yeah, uh, fucking alligators. Cliff or alligators? Cliff or alligators, and they decide on the cliff, and they jump to their deaths, except for the fact that their culottes float them down. Parachuted. <laughs> like and like a parachute, them. yep. Yay! 
So they hug and apologize. Uh, they admit that they both are having a good time separately, you know, with, you know, uh, Barb finding herself and Star falling in love with Edgar. Uh, so they run off to, to stop Edgar. Um, and so he, he ends up going back to his room and, and that's where, where uh, Sharon says that she t- took care of his problem because, you know, remember he, he said that he wanted them off or whatever. And, but this is where Sharon admits that she was lying about them being spies. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this is where Edgar starts to be like, wow, man, what the hell? Shit, man. That's fucked up. Uh, but at, uh, so he had placed the, re- so he had already placed the receiver and she was going to flip the switch when he knocks her out, Sharon out. And, but that, but it's too late. The receiver is like, you know, turned on or whatever. Oh, so, yo-yos at a submarine getting closer, about to ready to uh, release the what was it, mosquitoes. What was it? Release the mosquitoes. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Barb and Star find the receiver and they run off with it. And that's when Edgar comes and tells them that he was lied to too. And then admits that he loves Star. And he wants, uh, then, you know, he wants to dispose the, of the uh, receiver. He says he's got the antidote. He's going to take it. He takes the antidote and, and goes, well, this just tastes like like lime soda or something, you know? So it was, no, one of the, it was the um, iced tea and lemonade, which the is the last part of her suicide drink. Yeah. So, <laughs> so only to find out Sharon was going to poison him or let him die because she thought she was going to let him think that he, that he got the antidote when she was just using it to get away from him because he was, mm-hmm. you know, so the girls run off with the receiver. Well, he confesses his love for Star, but they're held at gunpoint by Darley. And then oh, the best Darley. scene of oh the whole God. movie is Edgar and Darley fighting on the beach. Terribly. <laughs> fucking like they're just basically like tumbling with each other and like, oh, my God, it is so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> so while these two clowns are fighting on the beach, they, they run off with the receiver. Um, and then the Sharon shows up to the fest and notices the receiver's gone. But then Sharon starts to flash back to the shrimp queen as she, you know, she's watching the stage and stuff. Her trauma. Yeah. So the, the boys still fight on the beach. Uh, Yo-Yo releases the mosquitoes and the girls are on the jet ski in the middle of the ocean. And the, the boys take a break from it, from fighting because they're exhausted. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a break because I, I, I know you're tired when they were both there. <laughs> so then Sharon goes to the cannon, puts it on Max, and then Sharon shoots herself from the cannon over to where the girls are on the jet ski <laughs> and she's looking like a fucking flying squirrel in her white outfit right oh my god and <laughs> so uh sharon gets on the on the uh she's got the the receiver now she gets on the jet ski to go away and but barb has the key to the jet ski and then nah. the mosquitoes are coming so they uh, barb and star like go underwater and this is when they start to like talk to them, talk to each other underwater, <laughs> which I'm assuming must have been telepathically or something. And, you know, they're, they're so connected because they're so connected. And then so the 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 mosquitoes are attacking Sharon. Um, they signal that they love each other and then they see this green light. And, you know, they, they cut back to the to the uh, shore to the shore. And uh, uh, their bunkles there, and he says he's sorry for what happened to the girls. As Edgar <clears throat> and the crowd watch, the girls end up coming back to shore with this green wavy thing, and <laughs> it's a mermaid named 
Trish. Trish. Played by Reba McIntyre. She's a water spirit. <laughs> Who's played a water spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Edgar and Star kiss as Barb, you know, wonders, uh, you know, where they're all, you know, where, where they're all going to live. Right. Um, Cause she, she signs off on episode like, but where are we all going to live? Um, Sharon shows up to the, on the beach, like all bitten up. And she had taken the, the antidote um, and they start to have like Barb stands up to Sharon and, you know, and, and, you know, gets in her face and cause now she's brave and can do that. But then she, she throws it to star who says some very hallmark words yeah. to Sharon. And this is where we find out that Sharon has no friends. But the girls mm. say they want to be her friend and others say they want to be her friend, too, on the beach. And then Edgar begrudgingly guesses he can be her friend, too. <laughs> so Sharon finally has feels and runs off into the crowd to make new friends. And Barb and, uh, and Star's necklace necklaces shine because they found their their sparkle. Uh, oh, yeah. But it wasn't that it was the lady who was fake baking sort of thing. She's got one of the oh, like, yeah. tanning things on her thing. Uh, um, uh, but the, like Barb and Star have one last thing to do, which is like take the ride on the banana boat. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we get sent home by water spirit Trish, who mm-hmm. wraps it up and is like swimming next to two turtles. Uh, but then Yo-Yo shows up and he looks like he's going to go bad guy. And then he shoots like streamers into the air and declares <laughs> a party. And then we get this is this is where it reminded me of something about Mary. Uh-huh. Because they do a dance sequence at the end of the movie, similar to something about Mary, where they're playing that one song and everybody's singing the song and yep. like, dancing and stuff. Um, yeah. Um <laughs> I fucking love this movie. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was, I, I would watch this one again. I'm I'm <laughs> not only am I going to watch this movie, I'm going to watch this movie again later today. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's how much I enjoyed it. That I was like, you gotta see this. And I don't remember the last yeah. time I was like, you know, because you know, I know my wife. I know what she likes. Right. And this is definitely in her wheelhouse. Um, especially because you know, she gets a shout out right, right, times, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the movie, which I don't know if, if her friend Trish had told her that yet, which is uh-huh. gonna be hilarious when it happens. Um fucking hilarious movie like i like i did not expect what we got out of this movie no but i'm fucking glad we did because i i figured it was a an old age coming of age movie right so the two of them like are so it kind of started like like okay it's gonna be like that where it's these two well no i think them the whole scene of them starting with yo-yo and and the newspaper and the and then the tree is setting it off like what the fuck is this gonna be right but but then you see like barb and star just sitting there and then that's where i was like okay well i don't know what that was yeah but this might be some coming but it definitely got your attention yeah beginning yeah so it, it, right off the bat you're like what is this movie and i'm so glad this movie turned into what it is or what it actually is because it was pretty fucking hilarious it was yeah it's almost like i'm gonna go back to watch it again just to hear the two of them yep. uh, and their banter back and forth because there's I, probably so much that i'd missed the first time i around. tried to take notes on what they were bantering but they were just talking so fast and moving from subject to subject and i'm like i'm just gonna reference this and maybe like if there's like a few things but it's funny though because at the end with the um with the uh with the dance or with the song sequence right they mm-hmm. referenced a lot of the things that they talked about so mm-hmm. like don Cheadle on that cut out that, yeah. that magazine Turtles cover shit. Or the turtle yeah. in, the, yeah. in the tub and just all kinds of random shit um yeah dude this movie was fucking so I- ann mumolo who played 
star barb barb i, I forget after the fact <laughs> <laughs> she was actually a co-writer for bridesmaids and she was in it wasn't it wasn't she was she? in it she had, <laughs> she had a really small Sorry, smaller probably. role yeah yeah, she's she's funny. She's been in like I don't. Things. Yeah, I don't even remember what her role let's, was in Bridesmaids. But. Let's go and look at her IMDb. Bridesmaids, nervous woman on plane. Oh, let's see. She was in Bewitched. She's at Bed Bath and Beyond Shopper. This is 40. She was Barb and this is 40. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> let's see. Oh, she was in Bad Moms. She was in bad Vicky. Mom. Was she Vicky? Who was Vicky? I don't remember. Must have been one of the like, you know, side moms or something. In the boss, which I think we saw. We did? Well, me and oh. the wife. No, I didn't watch that. Oh, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, look, she was in the Goldbergs too. <laughs> oh, that's funny. She's funny. Oh, she's yeah, Modern funny. Family. She's in Modern Family. Oh, this, she's, oh, yeah, you said this is 40. A lot of voiceover stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I, it's it, it like I if they want to make a second movie of this. Yeah, right. I would watch them go on another adventure. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I I I I don't want them to do the, the 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 typical trope where like the couple that gets together at the beginning of the movie ends up like breaking up because mm-hmm. I, I like that guy. I think he was funny too. Yeah. Um. I think him and 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 Darley Bunkle should like become like best friends or something, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and like you know, Yo Yo is is now the new mastermind, right? Um, uh-huh. Because now like Sharon is um she's too busy with all of her friend dates. Yeah, she's she's on a beach social in Del Mar under a very big umbrella that yeah. has no holes in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this movie was so fucking funny. I, I, yeah. So, where are you gonna rate it? That you know, it's hard for me not wanting to give it a four. Honestly, really, I'm giving it a three. I'm giving it a solid three. I'm gonna give it a, a another three and a half. I think. All right. Because I, 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 it's it's been a while since I've had a comedy that I have that like I can be like, oh shit, like I would totally watch that again, right? Yeah. Like in that in this vein of comedy, right? Yeah. You know, uh, most of the ones that usually are in this vein are pretty dated and kind of hard to watch in 2021, mm-hmm. you know, but because this is like new and fresh and I, I think I will end up watching um, this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's it's well, and especially because I can get away with watching in front of the kid as long as she's mm-hmm. got her headphones on because I don't want her hearing what Barb and fucking star talk about. But <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that is solid shit, man. We look. What our our loss is your gain. You ended up with a double feature, and this double feature was uh was uh two solid, yeah, uh, movies. So depending on how you want to go about your Labor Day, if you really want to go into and mind you, I explained a lot about Barb and Star, but it's fucking worth seeing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See that like you said, pretty much just the whole banter and the dialogue and everything yeah. you have to watch it for. Yeah. for sure. And and if you don't Smart feel like and funny, you don't want a comedy, you know, then fucking watch Judas and the Black Messiah, which was solid as as well. Great actors. Great. Yeah, actors, man. Great story. Great story. Um, Like I said, I'm going to finish this interview with the with uh with Bill because um, I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. 
you know, about it. It's it's interesting. I, I feel like this is like the uh, like an unedited version of that, because there's a uh, there's a couple times where like you hear the producer off camera say, um, can you explain that a little more vividly? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so he'd he'd go he'd he'd say something and then they have to like go back and explain it. So I feel like you know it was like he was being interviewed, but then like this wasn't like the finished piece. This was like the raw, like unedited version of it, where you're basically getting him, you know, talking the whole time about what happened and stuff. Nice. Yep. Good Let's stuff, man. So our next movie, it wasn't on our list, and I know oh. you've already seen it, but oh. um. I'm dying to see it, and it just now became free. Uh, I know Corella is free now on oh, Disney. Oh yeah, no, I want. I, I I plan to watch this one again anyway. Yeah, and so I was. So I, is... I really want to watch it. So I want. Uh, can we make that our next one? Yeah, let's do that. Let's. I, I'm. 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 I'm down with that. Um, I. Cool, yeah. I. You know, no spoilers or nothing. I enjoyed that movie. I love um, me some Emma Stone. I yeah. like what Disney's done with the villain movies. I almost yeah. have to say that. The Melissa, the, the Maleficent ones I enjoyed because I'm a big fan of Maleficent, but I still enjoy the original cartoons. Just oh, I don't hold bitchiness, you know. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that should. I think I think you're okay to love both. Is what is I guess what I'm saying because I like their take on it. It's it's it, it kind of reminds me of like the Marvel movie or not the Marvel but the DC movies, right? Because mm-hmm. like they'll make With the villains. Well, with with even with Batman's, you might get okay. like four different Batman movies with four different actors and they all have their own like take to it, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I really like the first Maleficent movie. The second one was OK, uh, right, but right. I, I agreed. But, agreed. But the, the first one was solid. Like, well, we watched that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, It's really good. But I mean, do I prefer badass Maleficent from like the cartoon? 100 yeah. percent. Do I at some point want to see a that version? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um. But no, I enjoy that. So, yeah, I, 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 I really enjoyed this movie. We're going to be watching. I'm going to watch it again. Um, and uh, yeah, um, we watched it. I want to say we watched it when we were in. On that family trip in Temecula, I think it was. Okay. So, yeah, we were, I was watching it in a big group. I, I haven't watched it intimately yet. But now that I know it's our new homework. Yeah, this will be good. Okay. Cool beans. Notes. Okay. Coolio. But, well, then. Uh, until next time, my friend. Yeah, everybody, enjoy your Labor Day uh, weekend if you haven't already. It's you know you have the rest of the day. You can listen to us. Maybe watch a movie. You know, maybe smack it up for a bit and rub it down. Oh no! There you go. All right, <laughs> I- I've said enough. Bye. All right. On that note, goodie squad out. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>